Howdy, and welcome to The Outlet uh, with Rudder Radio. My name is Jonathan Glass. I'm with Joshua Bradley. Victor Cervantes. And we are going to discuss uh, two weeks' news, actually, because we missed because of Thanksgiving break. Oh, yes, it was Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving before we start? Uh, mine was great. I went up to Dallas only to come back down to Houston, then to go back to Dallas. <laughs> so oh, that that's was, interesting. Yeah, that, was my week, uh, that was my uh, break. Uh, How about y'all? Victor, you go first because mine's not as exciting. I watched four movies. Two of them were new. Actually, no, three of them were new. I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, that's a good one. Really, really good. I highly recommend for anyone who has not seen it yet. I highly recommend it. I watched Citizen Kane once, finally in my entire life. I actually watched Citizen Kane. That's a good movie. Very, very I, good classic. Oh, very good classic. I admit, yeah. admit something. I've never watched it. So it's, it's a classic. It's quite old, so... Ah, okay, that's yeah. probably why. Yeah, yeah, it's like... It's from the 40s. It's like black and white. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I watched uh, Steel Magnolias. That I've is never, good, I've that never is, heard of that so one. So that's a southern movie. It's very southern. I'm more southern than both of you. No. Yes. If you haven't seen it, you're not southern. I'm just telling you. No, now. I'm more southern geographically than both of you. I'm more southern geographically We're talking than southern... Uh, really? You want to test that theory? I'm from Mexico. I was born in Singapore. I win. <laughs> I physically win this conversation. Fair enough. I'll give you no, that. No, no. We're talking about Southerners in Southern America, like the South. Louisiana, Visa. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dolly so, Parton? Dolly? Oh, yeah. I know who she is. Yeah, she's in it. She's that... Um, She's the blonde, right? The yeah, old the, blonde la- you know, lady yes, who sings yeah. songs. She has her own little amusement park, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Dolly World. Dolly World. That's her. I want to go there. Yeah. So uh, She's also the godmother, I think, of uh, Miley Cyrus, I think. I did not I know that. I don't fact. know. That's... I'm I, pretty sure. I, I looked it up one time. Okay. Well, um, so now, Josh, how was your Thanksgiving? Or did you not celebrate because you're... Uh, British. I am very English, so Thanksgiving's just a week off. <laughs> Honestly, my, that's what my dad says. So they give me Thanksgiving off. I'm like, yeah, I'm English. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a federal holiday as well, isn't it? Yep. So it, most companies give it off. We're English. It's a week off. <laughs> Benefits of being in America. <laughs> uh, no, there's more holidays in the UK than there are in the US. Really? Yeah, I... I you get so I get three weeks off usually when I was back in the, in the British system for the schooling. We get three weeks off for summer. It's because we have a lot more days off throughout the year than in the U.S. does. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, mm. we're very well ju- re- rejuvenated, so we get through a lot quicker than you guys. That's why we have a three-year university. <laughs> and that's <laughs> we're why we're four. over here stuck with four. Yeah. Yep. Well, to be fair, I mean these four years are not. Well, they used most of the world used to run through a four-year system, mainly because there was a lot more to unpack. But you also started college at an earlier age, though. Usually, you started college when you were sixteen years old. Yeah, the UK you start earlier because yeah. we start schooling in general earlier. Yeah. And now look at us, eighteen and broke. Or twenty and broke over here. Oh. <laughs> Am I the only one who's eighteen? Yeah, I'm nineteen and I'm not broke. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Mr. British boy. He's like 18 and broke. Me? Um, Oh, okay. I'm 19 and I'm not broke, so I feel like I'm the odd one here. I'm 20 and broke. I'm the oldest one here. Yeah, you're a junior. We're both freshmen. Um, Welcome to America. Half of the student population is broke because we can't afford tuition. So we have to go through student loads, which makes you even more broke when you become an adult. Therefore, you're always in constant debt. It's called the cycle of the federal government and USPS. (laughs) USPS. The Postal Service. U.S. Postal Service. Oh, okay. Please, USPS, if you are listening, give me my package. (laughs) Yeah, no, you you got USPS. I have that royal mail. USPS, if you're listening, you're not in debt. It's just government spending. (laughs) That's literally all it is. Yes. Yeah, no, I got that royal mail. I saw a post saying that, uh, like, the USPS is lo- is losing billions of dollars. It's like it's not losing billion dollars. It's being spent billions of dollars because it's in the government budget. It's like saying the military has lost seven hundred fifty billion dollars, but that's not true. That means the government is paying the military seven hundred fifty billion dollars. What they need to do is allow the USPS to become more competitive and also give it a little bit more because it does a very, like some of its roots, none of the other companies do. Nope. 
they do some real, real weird routes. Yeah. Yeah. Like what is it to a town where it's like they take mules still? Mm-hmm. So I've I'm, seen well, that. that. Well, that's uh, some areas. Like uh, I know in Janu or Jano is technically how it's supposed to be pronounced. Jano. During the snow season, they actually take wrap chains on their vehicles, like on the wild on the wheels of their vehicles. Yeah, yeah. The for snow. US, U.S. Postal Service. I'm going to call it that. Like, you guys are using his acronym, Americans. God, acronyms. Just no. call it the U.S. Postal U.S. Hey, Postal hey, hey, Service. Hey. Australia uses acronyms too, buddy. You got to get used to that one. Oh, God. Your own, your own mm. brethren use the same acronyms. Everyone else uses acronyms. acronyms. No, it's the U.S. Postal Service. It's it it's they do some weird routes. They do need a lot more funding. They're one of the organizations you kind of want to fund because they they do a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. is kind of neat. Yeah. As, as long as they don't take two weeks to to get me my package. The poor U.S. Postal Service is going to be in a rush this Christmas. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Also, because. it's like well, most of their fun- funding right now that they can raise by themselves comes from postal stamps, like collectors, because they can't charge too much for it. No. Because you need mail to be accessible to everybody of every economic status. Mm-hmm. So that's why postal stamps in, the, in and of themselves are 10 cents a section. Or like 10 cents a, a, sheet. a sheet. Yeah. Yeah, no, but they have design competitions. Yeah. And they, they, it's like they're very prestigious, like the duck one. The duck. Yeah. That's all we need is a duck. All, no. I, all I have are the ones that are, have flowers on them. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Don't they have all a, I have are the ones with American flags on them. America. Oh, no, you, you can get some real nice ones I've seen. But I also use, in the UK, Royal Mail. They have a lot more shorter routes. That's because there's not much country they have to cover. Well, technically, they have to, you can ship something from London to the Falkland Islands, which I think is further than Hawaii is to DC. <laughs> I think it's technically intercontinental within okay. one country. For people who don't know where the Falkland Islands are, where is that exactly? So you go down to Argentina, you just go off the coast. So there you go. It is literally across the, it's across the equator, almost on the, on the other side, side of the side of the planet. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm remembering. Yep, no, we Not still, on the other side of the planet, just across the entire well, Atlantic Ocean. If you take the middle bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, no. no. It is a long travel. Whereas if you have... No, from like San Francisco to Hawaii, I think is three thousand miles. Yeah, which isn't that far considering mm. Carolina to uh, yeah, you the Brit to Britain is three thousand miles as well. Yeah, it's the same distance. Yeah, yeah no, um, it's like you have Falkland Islands and Saint Helens Islands down there. Yeah, the British. There might be more to be honest. Some like random named rock. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to get back. Well, yeah, we we yeah. actually talking about former English. Well, former English territories. No, like Tenth Falcon's not the colony yeah, anymore. That. Yeah. While we're doing that, South Africa. The, lovely to grace us again with a our favorite topic of the day in these current years: a new variant of COVID. Yes, the Yay. South African Chromacon vi- variant. Variant. So I think honestly, I'm gonna make can a joke. I just, here. Can I just say one thing real quick? How convenient is it that this comes out? Like the news of this comes out. After Thanksgiving. Hey, wait a minute. Didn't mm. the first one come out after Chinese New Year? Yes. And then we got it until after spring break. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, the British variant came out before summer. Yeah. Oh, you, see, you see? You see something? You see something different? The British one was early. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it came out before summer, before everybody was, like, making their... After, like, cause that's when states started opening up, and then this British fries... Uh, no, no, no. came into view. Yeah, no, that's, that's the thing. The British one came out before. Have you noticed the other two came after the holidays? Exactly. So. It's still, well, no, because this one is technically before Christmas, and a lot of people travel for Christmas. Well, it's after Thanksgiving. There's a very narrow gate in this period of time in the U.S. Well, here's before, the th- after Thanksgiving and then before Christmas. Well, here's the thing. The main thing is you have all these college students who you know, are from everywhere, and Dallas have, mainly here in Galveston, surprisingly. I know too many people Dallas from Dallas. Dallas and Louisiana is the main one down here. Mm-hmm. Then the you know, all these students then leave and go home. Well, all these students, no, they go home for Thanksgiving and then they come back. You know, now there's this new variant of COVID, you know, that is from South Africa. How it would get here, nobody would know. 
probably by plane because planes are terrible. Uh, boats are better. Trust me, boats are 100% better. This is coming from a March student. Boats are better. <laughs> um, <Okay>. Victor, <laughs> can you smell the vi- bias there? Mm, it smells it's like the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> the bias. It's emanating. Mm, hey, Boats hey. are better. The Mart Major, whose entire career and license is based around, you guessed it, kids, boats. <laughs> yeah, need I remind you of like when the when the coronavirus first came out, like a whole bunch of boats were stuck in the port and a whole bunch uh-huh. of people oh. were stuck on the yes. boat? Oh, trust me, a lot of mariners were upset about that because we were, um, like, they couldn't get off the ship, so they couldn't go home. Yeah. And it was already at the end of their, like, uh, usual shift, so they couldn't go home. And they couldn't, um, so they couldn't go home. They couldn't do uh, crew changes. They couldn't do much. So they were literally uh, stuck, you know, on the ship. And they're being told, oh, by the way, you can't get off. And they're like, excuse me? Like, yeah, you can't get off the ship. You are now stuck on the ship for eternity. Luckily, there are organizations out there that actually, like, uh, that's usually, like, the families of the mariners and stuff that come out. And what they do is they help, uh, you know, make sure that the mariners have food, clean clothes, stuff like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. And it was one of the things where a tug uh, essentially broke away from its company because its company got sold. Then the company got sold, so the tug was now on its own. I think that's what it was. And then, you know, the tug is just sitting there and they can't move <laughs> because if they do, it's their own money out of their own pocket. Poor guys. <laughs> so they were like. Crap. And just so you know, tug like tugboaters, they don't get paid as much as blue water. So Yeah, because they're brown water, aren't they? Yeah. So because oh, well, you're brown water, you don't get paid as much. You still can get paid six figures. It's not as much as you going out on a ship from like a tanker from Anchorage to Arabia. Uh yeah, just one minute. So to clarify what we're talking about, blue water is open water as in open ocean. So your larger ships. Ships, your larger boats usually, but there can be some small ones that are blue water, like my there snipe. There are ATBs, which are essentially tugboats. Uh no, no. It's smaller. Snipe ships, snipe vessels, small sailing boats, two man, can technically be considered blue water because they're rated for that. Yeah, they can cross the Atlantic, but um Tugs normally are um, brown water. means they operate more close to the coast or in river systems. Yeah. So brown like the water in Galveston. Yeah. yeah. Or brown so, as in my plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a very long day. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. We don't talk about what happens in the dorm plumbing systems. It's like, no. it's the thing that they don't tell you and you don't want to know. No. Yeah, no, back on this, but so the ships, they basically get stuck off the coast and... Yeah, they were, and then, you know... Oh, I remember that. That was a very, very interesting video of it coming out um, from the UK with all these massive cruise liners just sitting there in in Anchorage. And those passengers, they couldn't get off. Oh, no, no, passengers were off. This was after they'd been offloaded, after quarantine. Oh, really? Hmm. They were just sitting there in open water. There was, like, small skeleton crews on board. Ooh, that's never good. Yeah, no, they were just basically anchored off, and they had their anchors down, and they were just moving along the current. Yep. No, so uh, one of Fuel the... ships to come out, and some really smart guy, he got his little boat as a, after the UK opened up, but you can't really go international traveling, and just sort of taking people on cruises to go see these massive vessels. Make money, man. That's Nothing a good lie, way to make I money. I actually paid to see that. Yeah. But there was... Um, nice boat. <laughs> but there was a... Uh, no, the... Of course, you know, now, you know, especially here in Galveston and Houston, there was a big protest with uh, the longshoremen. For those of you who don't know what longshoremen are, they're the people that work on the dock side with uh, you know, helping loading up cargo, loading up stores, fuel, stuff like that. They are those types of guys. And um, essentially, the longshoremen were protesting uh, the World Health Organization for not allowing cruises to continue, like cruise liners. And essentially, they you no know, let it be, and they let the cruise liners come in. Because Galveston was waiting because that's where most of Galveston's money comes from is the cruise liner industry. The other parts is Mardi Gras, Dickens on the Strand, and there is one more. I can't remember what it is. Dickens on the Strand. Dickens on the Strand. Strand is like the English celebration. Yes. Which is weird. It is weird. Since you should, you we, should, we never came down this far. You should see it. It's, you should see it. It's, get, it's, it's interesting. I, I just should just show up and go, 
You're all doing it wrong. <laughs> That's not how I sound. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel rather offended. <laughs> but then, Wait a minute. <laughs> but then, but then that um, one guy who actually does it right. My man. My man. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I thought Galveston also. It, it's no, yeah, no. It's just mainly cruise industry. Yep. Mm-hmm. We I, are mainly cruise industry. The other industry we have pilots. Uh, no, a little bit of oil. We have a little bit of an oil industry, and we have heavy lift, which is all the big uh, windmill equipment that you see. Or wind turbine equipment. I thought also we would have a lot of the pilots who would help you get into the channel. They'll come out of Galveston. No, most of that is actually from Houston. Most of the pilots are from Houston. If you're in Galveston or Port Bolivar, you are part of the Houston Pilots Association. Oh. Yeah, including even Texas City pilots are that way. Oh. So, but, uh... Oh. Houston has a big reach, my guy. Uh, yeah, Houston. Houston. No, it's because interesting. Houston's thing, the channel, massive. The channel from out... Into sea to Gal like into Galveston is considered the Houston Ship Channel. I know it's cool that. So, uh, but yeah, the longshoremen eventually, you know, the protests were heard. The cruise liners were uh, put back in Galveston. That was a big news event. No, if you ever saw the photos with the cruise liners saying like I like with the room lights on saying I love Texas and stuff like that. I did not see that. That was a really big thing, and the cruise liners did that for like full few months. That's how it was here in Galveston. And then eventually, you know, uh, now cruise liners are going out. They're doing their regular cruises. St. Thomas is actually is one of the cruise stops because it's the Virgin Islands. Uh, American, and, I'm guessing. Yes. And it's not the best island to be on. Trust me. Been there. It was okay, but it was not the best. Um, preferred Boston. <laughs> I, oh. preferred the, I preferred Boston. <laughs> That's inland. <laughs> no, it's not. Boston Bos- has- Boston's on the coast. I-, I only know this because of a small event. <laughs> Involving tea. <laughs> that was a waste. <laughs> it was your country that decided to send it there. No, no, no. I, I remember this distinctly. This is my first time in America um, in my U.S. history class. And I didn't know a lot about the American Revolution. And, of course, my teacher was like, we're all talking about it. And she talks about the Boston Tea Party. She was like, what does England say about this? I literally told her, I've never heard about the American Revolution. I grew up in a British school system. I think I did. It's like a paragraph in our history textbooks. Well, that's because the thing... It was so minor. (laughs) Well, the thing was... is You don't even mention the War of 1812. Well, that's the thing, is that we defeated an army that literally could have overthrown us if they wanted to, but they decided not to. And we had natural resources that y'all valued for basically building a lot of furniture, uh, fur coats, and fashionable items. Oh, Canada has the same things as you did. And the entire Caribbean Except was worth more than your entire territory. So they have, they may have wood, but they don't have tobacco and they don't have cotton. Did, did, didn't you just hear me? Yes, I know. Caribbean. Caribbean. You want to talk about cotton? You want to talk about cotton? India. Oh, you don't even get better? Egypt. That's right. Wow. Egypt Egypt has a lot of things. Egypt makes the best cotton compared to anywhere else in the world. I don't know why. You know what else Egypt has? Sand. (laughs) And stone blocks. Yeah, I know. I think they've been moved. (laughs) Someone's moving them. I don't know who. No, no. They they might have been moved. They were moved by 40,000 Jews. (laughs) No, no, no. Not those. Not those blocks. They were moved later. You mean the, the interesting one? The ones where after they've all been carved over a thousand years ago. Those are moved? Yeah. By who? Who would you think? Oh. <laughs> ah. Now you guys get the reference. Yeah. Sure, sure. Let's Why do look. you guys have to ruin everything? Because mm. we made a nice museum. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, no, it's weird. We have a nice museum. Here is the most useless Egyptian king, King Tut. Oh, yeah, we have that in the British Museum. And it's not even on display. He's, yeah, because he's the most useless king. He's not like King Ramesses or anybody. <laughs> uh, no, he's actually very fascinating if you learn about him. There's a lot of interesting things about he his was king at yeah. 19. He was king at the year of nine. Most people ruled for him, and he died at the age of 19. Yeah, no, no. You have to look at his sarcophagus and a lot of other things. 
it's just fascinating. Well, here's the thing, I'll, is I'll, I'll learn about reason, it when I get there. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's is it rather fascinating if you look into Egypt, Egypt, Egyptology, Egyptology. You're trying uh-huh. to say Egyptology. I am trying to word. speak. Do you, you know English a word boy. that does not exist? I know. Do you know English? Egyptology. Yeah. Do you know English? Are you sure you are you sure you know English? Do you know? Nah, that? mate. I come from Birmingham. <laughs> 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 we don't speak English for a while. <laughs> All right, we gotta get moving on. Oh, uh, yep. Uh, so the next topic is Barbados breaks ties with the British monarchy. Another country finally breaks ties with the British monarchy. Yeah, they break ties with the monarchy, but they stay in the Commonwealth. <laughs> we are no longer tied to the monarchy, but we can't survive without you. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So they break ties with the British monarchy. They're a republic within the Commonwealth. The figurehead of the Commonwealth is Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> That was pointless. Well, how, how does that make sense is my question. Uh, complicated. I actually don't really understand this. So they break ties, and then Rian is now a hero of Barbados. What first one has Barbados been smoking? <laughs> it sounds like they're doing things, but like in a different order than they should be doing Exactly. It. They need to take a page out of American history. Like, this is how you probably should do it. I don't think American history can solve this problem. Uh, no, American history won't solve the problem because Barbados has a completely different culture. Or at least the uh, outline of how to begin forming your own government by breaking ties with the British monarchy. Uh, no, 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 not the violent part, though. Not the violent part. No, the vi- no they, their has been independent from the UK for years, and it works perfectly so fine without. Why do they just break ties with the British monarchy if they've already been independent? Uh, so it's like Canada. Canada's weird. It is <laughs> yeah. more symbolic. The crown is very symbolic in this modern era. So, the British crown is very, very symbolic. So having. Elizabeth just gets you. You're in a basically a small club of very, very close nations. Yeah. All right. Then uh, next thing on the list. This was very big news. Such so such big news. The Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. Kyle Rittenhouse has been cleared of all charges of murder, uh, assault with a deadly weapon, and I believe carrying a firearm across state borders huh. was what was another charge, which that was obviously already kicked off the table. I, I'm more neutral on the fact of, of this. I really didn't care so, as much because I am foreign. But it's interesting to take a look from both of you two because you are more American. This would affect you more because if anything goes wrong, I always have a British citizenship. I can always so, leave. Well, no, no, no. So the one thing I found oh, really? funny. Yeah. So if anything goes really wrong. I'm just going to hop off. The, I'm just going to hop across the border and go to Mexico. I don't yeah. know if that's better. I At mean, least I'll get to be with my family, so... I mean, as long as he doesn't yeah. drive a truck, he doesn't have to be worried about being run off the road. That is true. I don't have a license yet. So, mm-hmm. problem solved. Personal or commercial. <laughs> well, so one of the... Um, uh, I'm English. I can definitely take a hop and a skip and go in the British Virgin Islands. <laughs> hey! You thought I was going home. <laughs> so, no. So with the verdict, there was a lot of controversy that sprung up about this, especially with uh, the certain side of a certain. Oh uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah. I I have I was watching, and then it's like you have courtroom, and then it flashes outside, and it's like already someone giving a speech about how this is wrong. I'm like, that was rather quick. Well, no, there was. Um, excuse me. There was a. Uh, there was no. What was it? It's like it, two sides. This is like no, super no, no. polarizing. So there was a post about how someone was saying that this judge is absolutely racist and all this crap. And it's like, you picked a judge that was pro-defendant most of the time because he was very pro-defendant with certain crimes that, you know, have to deal with, you know, um, black people being blamed, no, black person being framed. And, you know, they picked him. They're like, we want this person. But most judges are normally more pro-defendant. So Wisconsin was like, okay, we'll pick him then. And guess what happened? He picked the defendant's, the jury picked the defendant's side. Mainly because also the prosecution didn't really have much case of it to begin with. Uh, a lot of people think the prosecutor was trying to make this a mistrial because there was just not a lot of work with. Mm. It was pretty obvious. It, 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 it Honestly, from watching over some of the events, I do feel like the prosecution was rather iffy. I don't think yeah. they chose the best guy. I think they chose... I didn't even see Rittenhouse... Guy that well, they both were not very good. It was more of a sham than anything. So, well, that was the thing is that the Rittenhouse guy didn't have to try as much because the prosecution was ruining it, ruining his own case. He also, literally, the prosecutor should have been arrested for pointing the AR-15 at the jury. Like he literally pointed it with his finger on the trigger. Technically, that is illegal. In a lot of instances, it's considered illegal and unsafe, and it's 
bound for arresting. Yeah, pointing a gun at someone is probably unsafe. Regardless if there is no mag, because it's the kind of gun that you can hide around in the chamber, and you don't need a magazine. <laughs> Flintlocks. <laughs> <laughs> Only the safest gun in the world, because once you shoot the first round, it's very long second round. <laughs> I'm going to say this once. Flintlocks, safest weapon. <laughs> well, technically, you can just whack them over the head. Actually, you have to get actually close. that's why it was made that way, so you can whack them over the head. Yeah. Because yeah. even if you, like, if you shoot it, you have a very high chance of missing. Yeah. Also, uh, federal law states that muskets do not count as firearms. So you can carry on a musket, and it will not be counted as a firearm. Oh, well, that's because it's more of a uh, historical piece. Most muskets nowadays, there are very few actual working muskets. Uh, you can actually in America. Com- you can commission them. You can, but the problem is, is that most of the time it's a decorative reason. Mm-hmm. They're it's operational, so, but they're decorative. It's very interesting. You're talking about like muskets here, and it's like there's so little of them in the UK. It's like welcome to this castle. There's over 500 muskets on this one wall. <laughs> well, that's because <laughs> they all work. Well, we never demill them. There's too many to demill. So yeah, they work. How would you demilitarize a musket? Just take off the hammer? Uh, demill them. You basically just weld the hammer in place. Oh, so you just glue it together so it just stops moving. Yeah. Super glue, man. It's an amazing technique. Super glue is an amazing technique. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or you plug the hole. You put a piece of steel and you just heat oh, it up. Oh, like what you do with uh, naval ship cannons for the museum ships. Yep. Concrete. Pour down the barrel. It's gone. Yeah, so it's done. It's very common. But I, I remember walking into some manor house. Tour guide goes, and you can see on this one side, there's over 40 muskets. I'm like, oh, Wow. How much is it? How much? Oh, the, 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 well, we just had them for the whole time. We don't actually know how much they cost, but here you go. And you're looking at them, and I bet some American gun nut is just like, would see this and go, oh, those are so rare. They cost like thousands and thousands of dollars. They and do. I'm sitting there going, and it's like in the UK, we're just like nonchalant going. The only operational musket I know of was, uh, so my, one of my youth pastors went to a range that the church sponsored. And essentially this one dude brought out a musket that was passed down in his family for, gen- for obvious generations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, he fired the musket, and it actually worked. He had ball and powder and everything. Yeah, I know. And he fired it. It wasn't a mini ball either. It was the actual lead ball. The Oh, yeah, you mean the traditional musket round? The, yes, the traditional it- musket. It was not a mini ball musket that was used during the Civil War. Yeah, no, I, I, I looked at those. I got to see all those musket balls because we in the UK we we we've made so many of them so we have a lot of left over because yeah you immediately switched to a uh, rifle round yep we used the brown best and then we swapped to the rifle one but there's also the Indian patents and then it's like well this no there's a large large number of leftover ammunition and stuff and it's very interesting the fact that you we go in there and you can see thousands of rounds of ammunition all the powder's gone we don't really use that as much yep. but. We well, still have enough ammunition to re-raise the British old armies. Yeah. Well, another thing that happened in uh, the news p- over the past two weeks was, uh, did y'all hear about the parade in uh, Wisconsin? Oh, yeah. I so uh, somebody took their, what was it, like a minivan? It was a straight-up SUV. And they drove through a Christmas parade. And they killed, like, I think they injured 30 people. Yeah. Or they killed 30 people. Uh, oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, uh. Let's just say. Wait, last time what we had? Last time we we didn't have anything, but then the, the day before that we had um, bonfire remembrance day. Bonfire? No, we didn't. No, I was talking about something else. It was uh, the Juice World, Astro World, incident. Um, yeah, the Travis Scott incident. Yeah. yeah no, just, just big question. I I see a little pattern. We do we do have a lot of sad news coming out these days. So the thing is, is that the news. I don't know why, but the news never reports anything happy anymore. They never report good news. Oh, they, they do sometimes, but you have to be like waiting. It's always at the like, very end and they have some, or it's, ve- it's the morning news. Yeah. Morning news is the happy news. Uh, but mor- but the morning, the happy news is at like five in the morning though. Yeah, because no when one's no, awake yet. Yeah. Exactly. That's why. You see, yeah. everyone stay in bed. Yeah, I, I know. Like, <laughs> like when Everybody I'm- get up at 5 a.m. to watch something happy for once. Yeah, at, at I love the morning. What is this like? Um, it's with. Uh, it's like I don't remember. It's like very. It, depend, ha- it depends on what you're watching. If you're watching the British morning news or the American morning news. And there's American morning news, okay. and it has. Uh, is it Good go- Morning America? That's seven a.m. That's seven a.m. And that usually ha- that has actually iffy news. Yeah. That can have good news. That can have bad news. Yeah, I stopped watching them after a while because it stopped. It started being more game show and started being less news. Yeah, that's uh, that's yeah, how sad no. it has been. 
No, it's it's but. it's it's with one of the Bush family members, the daughter, I think. Ah, okay. Mm, what kind of Bush is that? <laughs> Stop. The President Bush. Yeah, the only Bush Stop. that matters. So not 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 a Barry Bush. How would a Barry Bush conduct the news? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of the Bush family members. Yeah, yeah, it's her. She's quite good, actually. I like her a lot. Um, so no, of course this. This no. is tragic. It, it's also it's a very tragic event, especially since Christmas is meant to be the happy time. Yes. You have Halloween, which is the scary holiday. Then you ha- Christmas well, no, is the happy time. Was very depressing because it's like, oh, your Thanksgiving meal has now went from like twenty six fifty to fifty five sixty. It literally jumped over like one hundred percent increase. Yep. Oh yeah, because that's because of the turkey shortage. Mm. No. That's because of inflation in general. Inflation has actually gone up 6%, which is insane in a year. I have not noticed that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my, I've noticed. I, I remember I bought it two weeks ago. I bought a new game. And the game was originally $40, but I had a $20 gift card. But, but, so I had exactly $23 in like my online account. Mm-hmm. So I did the math really quickly. And Texas, the Texas uh, tax rate... At maximum is eight point twenty five percent. Yes. Oh, so yeah, I yeah. did all the math, and technically, it should have charged me eighteen dollars and one cent, but I actually got charged twenty dollars. Yep. Now that you now that you're saying that, you get the inflation rate. I'm like, I kind of see why I was just charged twenty dollars. It should have been eighteen, but I got charged yeah. twenty, and now my wallet feels more empty. Uh, so my wallet doesn't. Yeah, for all those who are but I'm also to buy saving for some over so. for Christmas, be prepared for higher uh, taxes due to well, obviously the infrastructure bill and all that. Honestly, but the us. infrastructure bill is quite interesting. We, we 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 like does that finally get released about where we what we are seeing our money go to? Uh, Amtrak, Amtrak roads. Thank. It's not something that's not mainly yeah. foreign again. No, no. no, it's Amtrak, um, the roads, and I think maybe shipping. Yay! Yeah, but like well, a, it, sh- it should a, be shipping. Hey, you should be happy for Amtrak. Remember what happened on Enlightenment? <laughs> That's okay. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm p- plugging Enlightenment again. This is one of our older episodes, I think. It was having a train go from Texas A&M Galveston to Texas A&M Call Station and back. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the train in Dallas bullet train. No. No, 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 no. It's strictly for A&M Galveston and A&M College Station. So we're going to have another train, huh? Yes, no, no, this, this is idea. a proposed idea. We need to propose this to Fossum. Yeah, no, uh, but scratch that. No, yeah, it's going to be an interesting bill. Also, I think in this bill includes something about EV projects. Yeah, more electrical stuff, more I like that solar stuff. I, no, no, I like the EV thing. Yes, I know you do. Yeah. Truck. I don't. <laughs> I get a truck. No ferry should ever be off of electrical power, especially a lithium-ion battery that reacts oh. badly to water. <laughs> like, no, I no. mean, combusts in water. <laughs> really? They're actually, yes. uh, is that what they're thinking about? Sweden has, our, I think, is either Sweden or Norway has actually already started using electrical ferries. Ferries powered by lithium iron batteries. Oh, I have seen that. My dad's company worked on those. The problem is, is that if they built the battery, If that battery ever touched water, it burns. Oh, so it doesn't go back. So that's fine. No, no. It goes, it makes a class D fire, which is basically the metal is burning. The actual metal is burning. And that is not something that most ships are equipped to handle. I don't think that's frankly for anyone that's equipped to angle because quite no no so some ships are because there are hazardous materials that some ships have to transport yeah so lithium ion yeah <laughs> so yeah you have to have equipment for that I, I need those ships to transport those lithium ion batteries because I want that Ford F one fifty Lightning dude <laughs> but the problem is is that uh, most ships don't have the fire equipment like most fire yeah, yeah. extinguishers on ships are ABCs so uh, ash uh, fires uh, liquid fires and electrical fires. But A is ash. That makes sense. A is ash. B is liquid. C is electrical. C is charged. B is just liquid. I need a fire extinguisher in my house. I, I was thinking. Okay, this is interesting. I was looking if there's a list of things I want to buy for my for like just carrying in my truck. I was thinking fire extinguisher. If you come across California and you see a wildfire, you know what you're gonna do. Uh, an AED, which is basically a defibrillator. Mm-hmm. It is an automatic external defibrillator. Yes. Um, I'm going to carry basically my dive, some of my dive rescue kit, which basically lets me help people out if they're choking and stuff. I have a little breathing mask. I thought mask. about buying a fire extinguisher in my car, putting a fire extinguisher in my car. Honestly, I, yeah. Because I, there was one time I was out uh, going back from Walmart and I witnessed a car fire. 
Oh yeah, I did remember that. Yeah, I yeah, because you, I told y'all that I was stuck at a car fire, and ah. you're like, "What? There's a car fire?" <laughs> oh yeah, no, we were just playing War Thunder. I was like, "Oh dear, there's a car fire." <laughs> but I was at you know I try to have somebody go and run into a Hooters to grab a fire extinguisher because an ABC fire extinguisher would have killed the fire. It would have killed it pretty well. Mm-hmm. The problem is that because it's ABC, which means it's a dry chemical, which is pota- which is like a potassium substance. Mm-hmm. It is uh, very, very corrosive. Like, especially on electronics, it is very rude to electronics. So you're cor- saying that car is now that cor- dead. That car would have had some, uh, like, corrosive stuff, but not too much. The problem is that you don't want to inhale it as well. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, yeah. you can get chemical bronchitis, and that's not a fun trip to the hospital. Yeah, it's potassium. You can die from the amount of radiation mm-hmm. you get from it anyway, so. No, it's not. It's, de- it's uh, essentially potassium not. Potassium-based, not. Yeah, it's, potassium, it's a potassium compound. So you're saying I can't get irradiated by shooting myself with a fire extinguisher? No. No! <laughs> so you have to eat 10,000 or something bananas to get radiation poisoning. Boo. It's like, ten, I eat 10,000 bananas and I get radiation poisoning. And you think that's going to kill you, not the fact that you just inhale 10,000 bananas. <laughs> it's a good source of calories. Plus, it's healthy. And calcium. No, potassium. <laughs> it also is high in sugar. Yeah. Very high in sugar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I was thinking a small fire extinguisher. Not, like, not like a full-size one, but a yeah, little, yeah. little one. Oh, little yeah. one that you could just immediately spray real quick. But like, especially, but if you're on the highway, you want a big, you want your average fire extinguisher simply because that's going to be a lifesaver if your car bur- starts burning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially well, especially if I get, I, I'm aiming for the Nissan, but if I get, get like the F-150 because I will have a lithium battery. That's why uh, people who, uh, like state troopers, they advise against you like, have you ever been on the highway and you see people just drive over the median, like yeah. the grass median? They advise against it because if you get stuck in traffic, sometimes there's grass that gets stuck underneath your car, especially in the engine area. And because your engine's so hot, that grass burns. It begins, it literally ignites the grass and begins burning it, mm-hmm. which then it spreads to your vehicle. Uh, yep. Well, I won't have as much problem with that if I have a lithium ion truck. <laughs> no. But you still have to be careful that if your lithium iron battery ever, for some reason, like if you get in a car wreck and that battery decides to bend, uh, fire. Yeah, it's, I know. It's, it's, lithium is one of those metals that's just very reactive to everything and anything. Yes. Yeah. It, it is also emotionally reactive. <laughs> bad ins- boy. You insult the lithium iron battery. The lithium bad battery. Iron part. The battery Explosion. explodes. <laughs> Yeah, it no. just splits an atom and just goes boom. It's quite hard because the frames on most of the electric EVs which have those batteries are very, very strong. Yes, because they know that if that battery ever bends in a car wreck, you're done for it because that's you know, a very hot fire. You know, it's interesting because if you get an EV, you have a higher safety record so here's on the your thing. vehicle. You ever have, so here's the thing. If you ever have to call fire department for saying that, you know, you have a, like your lithium, like your foam batteries on fire... They have to bring in specialized equipment because that because metal fires are extremely hot. There is a section for fire uh, extinguishers just like it, and essentially it's sand. They pump out sand to put it out. That's why, like on navy ships, if their jets ever start burning and the metal burns, they throw it off the ship because the water because it will burn in the water, but it's not going to burn the ship. Yeah, it's called jettisoning. Yeah, but they don't really they, they do that during the. I remember they. They I, do I, it if I, the fire comes out of control. I remember they do that, but there's also a hard way of doing it when it's below deck. Then they just you just hear a bunch of seamen panicking. That's where you have the um, Class D fire extinguishers and the specialized suits for yeah, really yeah. high temperatures. Yeah, you also hear seamen screaming. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah, not in a good way. Yeah. So word of advice: Aggies, non-Aggies, all drivers, and inter- intergalactic travelers, please have a fire extinguisher in your vehicle at all times. You never just know. Just something small. It. I mean, it's. Not that hard to use. Most fire extinguishers come with instructions and diagrams. Please just read it and follow the diagrams. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be that difficult. If uh, your oh, fire uh, does uh, become out of control, don't grab the extinguisher. Get out of your car. Call 911 and get a safe distance. Preferably around 10 to 15 feet away from your car. Yeah, no. A quick, quick question. Do you think they would explode because they're pressurized, aren't they? Um, it depends. In the heat. Some do. Um, depends on how you make them. It, what do you mean? By what kind of heat are we talking about? Are we talking about just general sun heat or are we talking about fire? I'm talking about when they're in a hot car. No. Mainly because fire extinguishers... I mean, I don't think just putting it... Don't put it in direct sunlight, just in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, but put them like underneath somewhere. Like, 
I know my car has like a little hatch in the back where I can open it up and my spare's right there. I can just pick up my fire extinguisher and go. But yeah. you don't want... I've never heard of fire extinguishers exploding. Most of them have pressure release valves, though. Yeah. They are equipped with that. Because so, I remember Mythbusters trying to explode a fire extinguisher. They had to rig it where the pressure release system was deactivated. Yeah. So uh, it's not just like toss it in somewhere. And yeah. Remember where it put is. It somewhere, put it somewhere safe. Put it somewhere where you will remember it is. And so oh, yeah, yeah. it's ease of access. And yeah. Yeah. It's going to be pretty easy if you, well, actually, no, if you just have a normal truck, it's going to be quite hard. But um, You could put it in the bed and you can latch it down and stuff. Yeah, but then it's zip ties. No, I'm saying it's, no, it's a lot. That would take a while. I, I would say it's a lot easier when you get something like the lightning. Yeah. That frunk, because it's funky frunk. Funky frunk. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. It's a funky frunk. All right. That'll so scare a lot of people. You just stand there. Oh, yeah, I just need to put something in my car, in my truck. And you just watch all these people look at you because they haven't seen the new lightning. And you just open the frunk and they go, wait, wait, wait a minute. Where's this, the engine? This has been safety advice with the outlet. <laughs> safety advice with the outlet. Yeah. Um, Moving on, we got. Uh, online shopping has started early this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, back with the chip shortage, which we've done this every single time. This chip shortage is lasting long, guys. Uh, uh, I mean, it's it a long last. how long this is lasting. Yeah. So, um, I have never... I, so I went to Costco and Walmart. I have just now realized they have almost no video game consoles for sale. The only one I've seen is Nintendo Switch. That's the only one I've seen for sale. Yeah. Yeah. It's mainly also because the video game consoles are selling out like crazy. Because we're the second Christmas they time. get on the market, they're gone. That's yeah. how bad it is. Yeah, I was at Best Buy the other day, and you know how like they have like the little display area for like Apple phones and Apple stuff. Yep. Not a single display phone. It was just empty. Like the whole stall was there, but there was just not a single display phone just or any phone for that matter. Well, the thing. Well, so the, here's the thing. It's a lot different with cars these days. I think PlayStation and Xbox still have pre-orders they have to fill out. Oh, That's yeah, their they do. problem. Is they they sell pre-orders. So those people take priority. So people who are waiting to buy them, they can't. So I'm sorry for the people who are listening. If you have kids who are really wanting a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox X series, you're going to have to pay to your kids that, sadly, due to the world market, you, they can't have that for You Christmas. can't afford anything for possibly as uh, Intel. Uh, you, you, well, the, the if you have small kids, years. if you have small kids, tell them Santa's workshop can't make chips right now. No, no. Tell them that Santa is trying to make it, but... Yeah, his, his elves, they're not as bright as they used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be that mean. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Just tell them that Santa can't make them this year due to, uh, his, I don't know, make up some issue. I'm sure you all could get Yeah, them elves ain't bright enough. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, little Timmy. Santa's elves have only just got to college. <laughs> <laughs> they're working the IT department. They're trying to reverse engineer these Xboxes. Santa is being sued by PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's trying to reverse engineer him, but he's missing a key component. The, the chip. chip. Yes. And, and his, 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 um, R&D is not working quite well. Yeah, actually, yeah. recently, I've seen something where it was, like, Tesla cars these days. I have like, they're, like, missing chips. So, like, USB ports aren't working inside. Like, they yeah. have, like, the ports in there, but they just don't work. So, uh, you're going to be uh, missing some stuff. Yeah, no, I, I've seen that quite commonly. A lot of car prices, as we've talked before, are still quite high up there. Um, but... Also, you're talking about, we're just talking about chips right now, but we have to talk about something else coming here. Here, Generally, a lot of things are not on shelves. It's getting quite hard to bring in and shipping. It's like mainly, mainly to do with shipping is quite bad when it comes to siege fares. But on the air side, they're working overtime because they're working. Airports are still open. Cargo flights are coming in. I mean, some of the cargo planes are working double shifts. And I'm talking, I'm talking about these planes are like, they're being worked to their limit, bringing in as much as they can. But they can't carry everything, can they? No, because it's a plane. Welcome to the power of ships where you can carry a lot and make one trip. I know. Uh, only if they, you know, freed up those ports. Yeah. But they're working on so that. Here's big the problem, big problem. Here's the thing. I actually saw something the other day that the Port of Houston has six... There's like 60,000 trucks with containers exiting the port every day. That is a lot of... Con For those of you who don't realize, these are the actual like standard containers. So 40... So what? Okay, let's give a little example. So one of these containers, how much can that hold? That would depend on the product. Let's say it's uh, PlayStation 5s. I'm going to guess... You're probably going to give you an estimate about maybe... 
So it, it's a pretty big box. It's like this. But big. the containers are huge. Yeah. So yeah. Probably I'm saying around, how many pounds? No. How many? What's the size? What are the dimensions? Uh, hold on. And make it in Hamburg, because because that's what Americans understand. Okay, hold on. I got to pull it up real quick. It's like uh, three thousand hamburgers. It's a bit big. <laughs> Four hundred Big Macs. Does McDonald's ship overseas? So a no. standard height forty foot long container. Exterior dimensions are forty. F- it's forty foot long. Uh, yeah, eight, maybe eight feet wide by eight feet six inches high. The mild variations depending on the shipping container manufacturer. In meters, a 40-foot shipping container's dimensions are 12.192 meters long, 2.438 meters wide, and 2.591 meters high. Yeah. So what we're saying here is that's a lot of things. That means it can hold, it can hold a lot. Yeah, so we it's like easily a few hundred it, Xboxes, a few hundred PS5s. It's the size and, no, of a... More. Yeah. A few Probably thousand. around like two to yeah. three thousand. Yeah, yeah. Per yeah. container. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's also about the size of a RV bus. Like this also, then you have reefer containers which can carry bananas and. Don't stuff ask like me that. why I know the dimensions of an RV bus by memory, but I do. I have a really, really bad idea, but this is something completely different. Good. <laughs> uh, so those standard containers, they can fit on the back of an eighteen-wheeler, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you can turn those into houses, right? About that. That w- you would have to pay a company to buy the container off them, and those containers are not cheap. I uh, no no no, but you can get them. D de- um, there's some ones that are like cheaper. These are the ones that are no longer in use. Yeah. And you can turn them into a house. Now, put that together. You have a mobile home. You have a better RV. <laughs> because you have a truck that you can drive. You also need a special license. But back to the thing. So we're actually, Houston, is the Houston port opened up yet? It actually has. Yep. Oh, so, so it's going to be working triple time, double time. Mm-hmm. Extra quadruple time. Get your butt on. Exactly. Move it or groove it. Exactly. The truck, like the truckers. All the truckers are now like finding a lot of jobs and a lot of money. Like, oh, yes. Now is a great time. If any of you are looking for jobs, like a serious job, uh, yeah, be actually, a trucker. Truckers make so much money are so vital. You will not be hindered by COVID in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. The How world about, is at your fingertips. Exactly. How about uh, trains? Because those things can... Trains double are, diesels, you know, like so double engine, two end diesel engines, and you could trains go, go. don't carry containerized cargo. Those are more by trucks. The thing with trains is they more carry uh, bulk cargo, so ore, grain, liquid bulk, which is oil. No, I, I, I've seen them actually carry full-on containers. That's right, they do. But they're they, taking them. So you'll use your trucker to take them across state. But if you want to take them across country. Them locomotives are going to be way better than a truck. The thing yeah. is, is that they don't carry as much at a time. Because have you seen that they're not really that strapped on? <laughs> they're not strapped on to the train. Oh, they're locked in. Exactly. Which is not that safe because it falls. All that product is most likely damaged. Yeah, and that's y- a big problem. Y- you know how hard it is to flip a train. I know, but it can happen. It can happen. But it's locked into the carriage. So you, it's mainly to flip a train, something has to have gone wrong. Oh. It's kind of like a ship sinking. <laughs> Something's <laughs> gone wrong. Like someone decided to go through a hurricane just off the coast of Spain. Looking at you, Alfaro. I'm watching you. Uh, I remember there's an English one who did that. My favorite one, this is more not shipping, it was a U boat and someone went to the toilet and it sank. I could make a really, really bad joke there. With a word that we're not allowed to use. That's a crappy situation right there. Yeah. <laughs> what a way to die. But, you know, no, train, it's quite hard. I am, for some reason, become, over a series of podcasts, heavily into trains. I grew up with Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, I did as well. <laughs> See, that's okay. It's I okay. Just, those are the good old days. But Thomas the Tank Engine is actually a book. I know. Yep. I had the books. I grew up with it. I, no, I no, up, I mean I grew up with the, the original books. Right, what? you're English, I forgot. As in, the Thomas the Tank Engine, before it became a TV show, there was a series of basically um, small books. Kids books. Kids books. Oh. And, and um, in these books, it's like very thick. They're very nice books. The last book ends with the, the original guy wrote it all. And the last book ends with his son writing it. The last train in that book is a diesel. Mm-hmm. The books began... With steam engines. With the same engine 
at the same time, same time period with the same engine as the Flying Scotsman, if you know what that is. I think I know what that One is. One of the most yeah. famous steam engines in the world. Yeah. It's and? very surprising that... So it begins with the most powerful first steam engine to go over 100 miles per hour. Ooh. Oh. Steam engine's going uh, fast. The very last train you get to see is a diesel. Yep. Now you're going to make me I cry. think even... I think the TV show has finally introduced the diesel engine. Oh, yeah. No, no. There's been diesels in the TV yeah. show. Uh, diesel... You know, Di- Diesel, the diesel engine. Yep. Yeah. He's been around since the model era. I remember him. Yeah, the diesel engine. He's the um, scruffy-looking one. He's the... Basically, what you have a lot here in the U.S. Yes. Mm-hmm. Diesel freight train. All freight trains are diesel. Yeah, he, uh, he, he speaks like yeah. he smokes 50 a day. <laughs> well, he's a diesel. They're, he's meant to be based off a rough and tumble type. He's, he's based off them redneck folks. No, not... Well, he's more British. <laughs> so he's more based off the inner city type. Uh, working class. Yeah. Technically, diesel's not the same as the one in the U.S. The, the U.S. ones are larger than what he is. He's a shunter, which means he just pushes car- train carriages around for the other trains. Yeah. The big engines that pull it for long distances. Mm-hmm. So, um, but uh, we are, no, of course. Of course, we're, we're talking about here. We, we're talking about. Out of time. Oh. Yeah, we're running out of time, time here yeah. on the podcast. Cast to a- um, sorry if we got a little bit off track, track. folks. But, um, we're, we're talking about very, very, very important things, like trades. And People boats. do need and to boats. know about this. Well, yeah, I yeah, know, especially with the transportation we're stuff going on. expertise on matters that uh, some people, so to help people understand what's going on with the world. Yeah. But hopefully this chip shortage doesn't last too long. Hopefully it's done by Christmas. I'm not getting my hopes up because I want in the world market, it takes forever to finish. <laughs> to be honest, shortage. Jonathan, I want it to be over before summer. Yeah, that's going to be more of a realistic hope right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the fact that I want a car, but... <laughs> <laughs> I want that chip over shortage quicker so I can get that car for cheaper. Nah, just make yeah. it yourself. You think I'm that smart? You could be. He, he, he's a maritime studies major. Oh, well, you pay me and I'll do it for you. <laughs> I'm, yeah, you're in engineering. He's a sailor. Do you know what my job is for in mar- mast? Please, enlighten us. Policy. Public policy and history. He's the guy that I hate very much. Yeah. I'm the guy that... passion. I'm the guy that makes the environmental law that says ships can't dump their um, ballast water. Yeah, in certain waters. Yeah. That's, that's my job. Mine also is to talk to the politicians. Get very close with those politicians. And also... Bring them lobster. <laughs> if you don't understand what that is, it's cool. You called. are a lobster. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Knowing what lobsters are, they're very high-priced things. I'm a high-priced crustacean. You realize they used to be prison food, right? I know, and then we started fishing them out. You see, that's another thing for public policies. <laughs> you just got me another job. All right. What oh, are the easiest job? Politicians. The only job where you can lie <laughs> and get away with it. Uh, but thank you for joining us. This has been The Outlet with... Jonathan Glass. Victor Cervantes. And Joshua Bradley. Uh, howdy and gigum. Wait one minute. Howdy's wrong. Uh, thanks, and thank, gi- thanks and gigum. Thanks and gigum. Thanks and gigum.